Welcome to the Let That Go Show with Kasira McKee and Richard Skipper. This show is based on Kasira's book, Let That Go, where she guides people in completely blessing and releasing people, places, and all kinds of things. Kasira and Richard share personal insights and experiences based on concepts in Kasira's book with guests and you, their co-hosts. Are you ready to let that go? Let's go. Hello! Happy Halloween Eve! I love this banner. I love. Thank you so much for doing this. All the I love pumpkins. I do too. I, I do love too. pumpkins. I'm, I'm not really. I, oh, and vampires. I'm not gonna lie. Well, I yeah, do too. Uh, well, I, well, I don't know any in person, so that's probably why. I think if I knew some, I probably wouldn't like them. Uh, but I do love the pumpkins. Thank you. I I, I know <laughs> vamp- I know vampires. I know some real vampires. Oh yes, we know some energetic vampires and some emotional yes. vampires. And of course, I've got Carol back here. Yes. Carol's a little slooped. She needs yeah. some back surgery. Yeah. yeah. But she's oh, here. And my dog Lotus is behind us in her Halloween sweater. She's snoring away. But you know, I like. Oh, there she is. There she is. There she is. Uh, oh. In her, little, in her little Halloween sweater. Yes. Yeah. Lotus Blossom. Saki's in the kitchen. You know, I like to refer to them as electric vampires. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I mean, Natasha's oh, shoot. She's loving the special effects, but I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, um, I just got to see a side of uh, Richard I've never seen before. We won't go into it, but it was really entertaining. No, you can go into it. Go into no, it. No, it's all right. It's okay. I just, I've never seen that side of you, and I was impressed. I mean, I... <laughs> I came out and you were like, wow, wow, wow. I'm like, good God, good Lord. You let him have it, honey. You saw the human side of Richard Skipper before we went live. I know, but I see you all the time. It's not like, but I've not seen that. I I saw the diva meltdown, Richard. And let me tell you, you should tell tickets. That was good. That would be a good script. You should write a script for someone with what you said. I am going to say something, and it's the God's honest truth. I say okay. this on a daily basis. Uh-huh. Uh, God bless Danny, because I say that oh. when Danny, when Danny uh, passes on, uh, hopefully not for a long, long time, but when he passes on, he's going to get to the pearly gates, and St. Peter is going to say, here is your purple heart, because he puts up with so much for me. I do want to say something, however. Yes. Um, yesterday, on a on a somber note, uh-huh. Uh, I found out that a very dear friend of mine, I, I lost three friends this week. Cassandra. Oh, Richard, yes, you didn't tell yes, me that. Yes, I lost three oh, friends. Honey. Um, and, uh, but before oh. COVID, I had created a show, a lot of my friends know this, called The Magic of Believing. Uh, and this was a show that I opened, uh, which celebrates uh, the 40th anniversary of my coming to New York. Mm-hmm. And I have a friend, uh, Jay Rogers, uh, if any of you ever saw or heard the musical uh, When Pigs Fly, mm-hmm. Jay Rogers was one of the stars of that musical. And he sang a song. And you can go to, uh, if you any of you uh, go to YouTube uh, or Amazon and you look up uh, Laughing Matters, mm-hmm. Bette Midler recorded the song. Uh, Jay Rogers uh, recorded that song. Uh, he passed away yesterday of cancer. I did Aww. not know that he was. I did not know that he was ill. Uh, I wrote to his husband at, when I got the news, and his husband told me he did not want anyone to know that he had cancer. Uh, so I didn't know that he had been uh, living with this for the past year. Um, and so you know, but this song "Laughing Matters" is you know, uh, and just listen to the lyrics of it. And, you know, I'm writing this uh, show about my life in this business. And I was reminded yesterday that this is another chapter I need to put in the show. When I was writing the show, just to go there for just a moment, if I may, uh, I felt uh, I wrote, I reached out to Jay because we both came to New York around the same time. Uh, He's from Mississippi and being a Southern gentleman, uh, I felt that he had the right sensibility uh, for my show. Uh, so I reached out to him and, uh, uh, you know, uh, Alan says that he saw When Pigs Fly in 1994. So uh, Alan, you know the song uh, Laughing Matters. 
so um, Jay, uh, I dedicate this uh, show to you tonight Aww, because so we uh, we we both uh, in and in uh, this show, uh, and we're going to talk tonight about uh, letting go of ghosts of the past. Uh, in that show, uh, we uh, in our conversations we talked about letting go of ghosts of the past. Uh, perhaps we didn't have. Uh, the knowledge of your book at the time, uh, but these were themes that we uh, definitely dealt with and addressed uh, uh, as we uh, worked on the show. Uh, and uh, and yes, uh, you know, Alan says that he was entertained by Bette Midler's version of the song. Everyone go and look up or listen to Bette Midler's Laughing Matters by Bette Midler. Okay. It is just incredible. Uh, and uh, so just incredible. Okay. And Sashi Key said he entertained Bed in 1999. Uh, that's uh, that's uh, that's Alan. Alan? Oh, hi. Yeah. Alan. Uh, he goes by Sashi Keys. <laughs> well, uh, he, you know, he played. We just outed you. We just outed your real name, Alan. Sorry. Well, uh, well, he know uh, it, it's okay. Alan, uh, Alan uh, Sashi Keys. Uh, he plays uh, the piano uh, in San Francisco. That's how nice. we know each other. Oh, uh, he's a phenomenal piano player. So uh, yeah. I have, I there are no phenomenal piano players in Santa Fe. That's why I don't sing live here because there's nobody to sing with. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so let me ask you. Uh, uh, you've come up with these incredible themes for this month. So mm -hmm. thank you, and I'm looking forward to November as well. Uh, why this theme tonight? It's Halloween. And we've all got, don't we, don't we all, you know, it's the way our minds work. We, we, we all often will be just doing anything in the world and, and a flash of somebody from our past would just go boom in our heads, just out of nowhere. And, you, and I, I, it happens with me and I go, what was that? Why am I remembering that all of a sudden? What, what is that? And I'm, and, and I'm, well, I'm looking into this now. I'm wondering if, if we have these thoughts and these feelings. And those feelings trigger a memory from just anything <laughs> in the world that we could have had anything to do with that, that brought back that feeling. That's how, that's how incredible and uh, complicated our machine in here is. Our mind is like a fleshy machine. It's like a computer. And we, we remember other people all the time from years ago. I had a memory the other day of a little girl that lived next to my step-grandparents when we were seven or eight years old and we her mother used to cook these peanut butter cookies and they were so good when they came out they're like peanut butter bars mm -hmm. and we would hide we we would hide in the house and when nobody was in the room or the kitchen we we run and steal some and run off with them like <laughs> <laughs> you know what i love i don't know why that. i had that memory but i was like well, am i wanting peanut butter bars like why did i just remember that you know why did i do that what and, I and love it was about that memory is the fact that you you ran off you're stealing them thinking that no one's ever going to know that you stole the cookies. Well, yeah, like no one would figure it out. And and I remember one time her mom or somebody said, "What are you doing? Where are you?" We were hiding under the dining table with this hot hot as hell cookie that was burning my hand. And I'm like, "Let's get out of here!" You know, we ran to the back shit. <laughs> what the damn cookie? <laughs> I don't know why I remembered that. It was funny. I laughed. At myself, I laughed at that memory. I, and that's good. You know, it's you know what? It's good to have those memories. It's good to have those memories that make us laugh. It's the negative ones, you know. Uh, it's the negative. Uh, it's the negative ones. Those are the ghosts from our past. Those people that when we think of them or they come up in our memory, it's just there's nothing happy about it. It's just it's so negative. And I we've got. I really feel like, which is one of the huge reasons I wrote a book. Ooh, a PB and J bar. Okay, yeah. I'll take it, Alan. Alan, you got you want my address? So I just feel like when we have those memory, those are ghosts in our minds, and we need. I think it's really important for us to make a note of that. This memory happened when I was this 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 age. Do we remember the person's name? What was the person's name? What happened? Was it negative or positive? Oh, it was negative. Then why am I still, why is it still popping up? And that's where the blessing and releasing prayers and the let that go prayers come in mm -hmm. that are in the book. 
That's why I wrote them. They really are powerful. I've had many people report to me that they do these prayers out loud and they feel it physically. If you really take your time with the blessing and releasing prayers and the let that go prayers, in the back of the book, you will feel it physically. If you do them slow enough where you really feel it, you know, if you really, really feel it, you will let go of that stuff. And you, it, they won't pop, those memories won't pop up as much. I'm telling you. Don't we all, would you like to tell me a story about a ghost from your past, Mr. Richard Skipper? Oh my God, there are so many ghosts of my past. I mean. You could open a, you could open a haunted house? I, I, I could open a haunted house. Uh, okay. I, the other night, uh, I couldn't sleep, and I have many of those nights. Yeah. So I was up late, and the movie Ordinary People was on the late show. I haven't seen that movie since 1981. Um, I moved to New York in 79. I've mentioned that many times. Uh, but that movie uh, brings up a lot of ghosts uh, of my past. Uh, first of all, uh, I've said this before, and if my... Um, uh, if my mom happens to see this, <laughs> my mom, welcome. Uh, but Mary Tyler Moore reminds me a lot of my mom uh, uh, in that film. Uh -huh. okay. And uh, and there are so many themes of disconnection and family. Uh, you know, the, the, the themes of that movie of families not dealing anything. But what I remember so vividly about that movie was when the movie came out and it swept the Academy Awards. I'm a happy-go-lucky guy most of the time. So I go to see happy films. Unless and you have a diva meltdown. Unless I have a diva meltdown. <laughs> and so, I, so I don't, you know, I don't really go to see a lot of dramas. Um, I don't, I don't, I never go see the films that deal with tragedies or anything. So the movie won all these Academy Awards. And so I was alone in New York and it was a, a one, it was an afternoon and I was walking around in the city and I passed one of those cinemas. Remember them when they were just singular cinemas? Yes, um, one movie. Yes. And I passed and it was an afternoon showing and it, a movie was going to be starting in five minutes and I had nothing to do. So I thought I'll go see the movie. I went in. I was the only one in the movie theater. And so I went in and I started to watch this movie. And as this movie started to unfold, not really knowing anything about the movie, all of these memories started popping up for me. Mm -hmm. And it was like, uh, talk about being in a haunted house. It was like everything was swirling around me. And at one point in the movie, there's a scene where Mary Tyler Moore and Donald Sutherland are on a golf course and yes. they're talking about spending their next vacation in, guess where, Myrtle Beach, Beach. Which is where mm -hmm. I'm from. And as soon as she said Myrtle Beach, I started heaving like a, a, a child, uh, you know, wanting its rattler. I started crying and I will never forget this. The usher brought a box of Kleenexes to me and said, I think you need these. Because I was just crying hysterically. Mm -hmm. Watching this movie last week again, all of those memories just started coming back to me. And, I, you know, and it's cathartic also to have that kind of a cry. But I, there I was lying in bed. And then last night I, I was watching a movie again. Danny had gone to bed. I was up watching a, a movie that I started to watch. And there were certain themes that were popping up in the movie and it started bringing up a lot of old memories for me. And those old memories, good and bad, uh, just had me just crying like a baby. Yeah. You know, and I love that. When I was a kid, we, we had what is now a, a live performance theater in Dallas and downtown was the movie theater. It was called The Majestic. And my grandmother would take my was my grandmother's best friend until I grew up. Then she didn't like me very much because I grew up. <laughs> she really loved me as the five, six, seven year old. Anyway, that's a whole other show. But we used to walk down the street and get on the bus. We used to take the Capitol bus downtown to downtown Dallas. And we saw several movies. And I that's when I realized how emotional and how much of an actress I was, because I cried at every movie we saw. There was this old, old movie with Fred McMurray called Angel in My Pocket. 
Do you remember that film? Yes, yes. I cried through the whole thing. I think it was like five or six. I don't know. You know what else made me cry as a kid? True Grit. Who cries at True Grit? I do. (laughs) I did. I cried at every, growing up, I cried at every Disney film I saw. Yes, yes. And it's funny because these those films remind me of my grandmother who I loved and adored, my fraternal grandmother. She and my grandfather saved me from my evil, abusive mother. They were just everything to the family. And when I think of her, it's really, I write about this in the book. Um, there was a sadness I used to feel when anything reminded of her. Why? Because she's not here anymore. And I did my own blessing and receiving and letting go prayers to get over the sadness so that now when I think of her, anything pops up. I only have happy memories. And do I wish she were still here? Hell yeah, I wish she were still here. My my grandparents were the bomb. They were amazing. Um, And here's the other thing. We're, We're coming up on our holiday shows. My grandmother was the holidays. We were not rich people. They did a little, little two-bedroom house. They rented from a relative, but it was the house. And my whole family would just bombard this little house. We had one bathroom, and the whole family would come. And she would cook for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Thanksgiving and Christmas. And and I miss those days because she made it happen, you know. And the thing about the traditional, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas that we all, some of us expect, I don't expect it anymore. You know why? My grandmother's not there cooking it. Wow. That helped that helped me get over the traditional food of the holidays and things that I do for the holidays. Because I'm sorry, people, but no one will ever, ever outreach my grandmother when it came to holidays. And I don't have here's the thing, I don't have those expectations anymore. And in a way, it's a ghost. She's a ghost for me, but she's a good, she's a, she's a positive ghost. She's a happy ghost for me. And I dream about her all the time. My, she and my great aunt and my grandfather come to me in dreams all the time. For me, what uh, the interesting thing about holidays and holidays are real. You know, there's a reason why Charles Dickens wrote uh, a Christmas carol. And about the ghost of Christmas past, Christmas, yes. you know, because mm-hmm. these uh, ghosts are really part of our tradition. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, and, you know, the past and the present, and the future. Uh, for me, uh, holidays were very unusual times uh, growing up for me mm-hmm. because again, of my father's alcoholism. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, they could always start out wonderful. Uh, on my father's side of the family, uh, my father was one of 10 children. And my it, it was a very connected family uh, where everybody got together at my grandmother's family. And it was really like something out of uh, a Bing Crosby Christmas television special or an Andy Williams Christmas spe- special. Um, on Thanksgiving, when we went to my uh, grandmother's uh, for Thanksgiving dinner, mm-hmm. uh, my Aunt Christine, my Aunt Mary would get a yellow tablet. They would sit at the table and then they would start writing everybody's names down. And they would draw names because it was just yeah. too many people yeah. to buy too many presents for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but what everybody would do is they would buy these presents for everybody. And once you saw that happening, you knew the Christmas holidays were beginning and everything. And the presents and presents and presents of that side of the family was a big thing. Yeah. Then we would leave there, you know, to go back to our home for our Santa Claus. But as that evening progressed, my father would be drinking and it was a really horrible night for me Yes, um, because by the late in the evening, I never knew what the next morning was going to bring. Exactly. Exactly. And we never knew Mm -hmm. there was, I don't remember us never going to my grandparents um, on Christmas Day. 
But the cloud of us never going to my grandparents on Christmas Day was always there. And so that tension was always there mm-hmm. because of the state that my father was in. And I will tell you something. When you live in a small town um, where everybody knows everybody and you know, and I and I'm really sharing family secrets tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have uncles and aunts on the police force, and oh, they let things slide by, if you know what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Once you called the police, and uh, you know, and my uncle came and said, "You don't want to see your dad go mm-hmm. to jail," mm-hmm. and. I was so upset because of the shape that he was in. I wanted him to go so that uh, he could sleep it off or something. But holidays, you know, always had those triggers. Um, For me, holidays now, um, I am telling you, Christmas for me is not about presents. I don't, I do not enjoy shopping. I do not. Uh, I I do not like uh, that rat race of going out and buying presents or anything. I mm-hmm. first of all, I am no. not in a position to do so. Uh, but I really, um, what I love about the holidays uh, is being surrounded by my friends, and yeah. being, you know, and going to parties and uh, the feeling. I mean, and those of you who are part of it. Being in New York City at Christmas time, there's it's magical. Uh, it, oh, it, I, I lived there for twelve years. I know. Yeah, it is. It, but it, but you know, a lot of it in New York, it's so magical. It's a beyond the scope of most people. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like it's big and it's come buy this and blah blah blah. And a lot of people can't go buy that right now. You know, and there's a lot of other things happening in New York that are hanging over your heads, like crime. How happy is that at Christmas? Not really. You know, so we do what we got to do for our own happiness during this time. We, we it's, 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 here's the thing. There's a lot to be said, I think, for self-preservation. Uh, to me, self-preservation is not selfish. It's the way we approach it. And it's the way we communicate about our self-preservation. Here in Santa Fe, I don't have a lot of friends. I have a crap load of friends in Dallas and Florida and New York and Chicago and Dallas, but I don't have a lot of friends here. I've accepted it and I will be eventually moving on. I'm not having the experience I thought I was going to have here. However, uh, Sherry said that she had this thing about Shirley Temple. Sherry, so did I. I was a performer in theater. And when I was a little girl, I took a little bit of tap and I watched, you know, but this is before cable TV. It's before we had DVRs and we would just watch things as they showed on three to five channels in our city. Remember that? And on the weekends in Dallas, every weekend, there was a local station that showed Shirley Temple movies. And I and they were even old for me in the 60s, right? Because they were shot in the 30s. Those were old, old, old films. And my father was born in 38, 37, 38. Mm-hmm. And we've had conversations about how what must it, what must it have been like to be a child growing up then? And besides World War II, which we talked a lot about, his his mm-hmm. older brother was in what was a Secret Service agent in Germany. My great uncle, their uncle, was a was a fire pilot in uh, France and Japan, and they both lived. Besides World War II. Too, when they finally got out of it and they got into the 50s, the 50s were a happy time. My dad had a great time in the 50s. He graduated from high school in what, 58, 59, something like that. You know, and my mother earlier, they had a good time in the 50s. We're at this point, you know, <clears throat> not so much of the uh, happy days experience we're having, you know, on the planet. Yet my father has nothing but fantastic memories of junior high and high school. And I, I don't so much. And it just, you know, it's a, what I'm getting to is it's a collective consciousness of what the kind of planet we create in each decade. 
and who's has these great memories of her childhood and who doesn't. And of course, everybody's different. Everybody has a different experience. Yet you and I are the same age. I keep saying we're bookends. Mm. We're we're like little German children. We're like a Hummel, Richard. Yeah. We're a Hummel. But I, you know, but like I'm a boy Hummel. And we've had a lot of the same experiences about what we've experienced and what we co-created and what we asked to be born in in our life mm -hmm. and what we're willing to let go of to go forward in a happy way. But I will say this with all that I've said. Yeah. Um, I did. I mean, it, it wasn't all a nightmare. I mean, also because uh, um, I grew up in a household that even as crazy and that was mostly weekends and holidays that I'm describing. Right. But my parents never put their heads on their pillows at night, not knowing that all of their kids were tucked in bed. Uh, yeah. Every night, as crazy and as chaotic as it was, we sat down as a family together and had dinner. Mm -hmm. My mom, as chaotic as it was, always had dinner on the table. Nice. Um, nice. And um, I, you know, and I was talking about this uh, the other day. I, I mean, last night we went to a local Halloween party uh, that we just walked to. Uh, and it was around a camp campfire. Uh, what was really wonderful was this couple that just recently moved into the neighborhood, um, went around and put invitations in everybody's mailbox that were having an open house, come to our house. Mm -hmm. And it was great to get to know the yeah. neighbors and everything. And there were kids there and everything. Mm -hmm. And it was just so wonderful. And I, and I, and a lot of these kids, because I go for a walk every morning, I see these kids on my uh, walk waiting for the school bus and everything. And I, I wave to them and everything, but I am so happy that I grew up at the time that I grew up. And I went to, and I lived in a world when there were three networks and we all got our news sources from the same spot. And that we, <laughs> yeah, we talked about that before. And that we, and, uh, and I went to school not worrying about whether or not the kid sitting next to me had a gun in his uh, backpack. And uh, the uh, talk about ghosts of the past, those ghosts did not exist in my school. And I, I mean, there were some ghosts, there were the, the ghosts of bullies and those kind of things. Yes, yes. Um, but for the most part, my school years were idyllic. And I am so happy that I had the, that I grew up at the time that I grew up. And, you know, I'm going to be 62 on my next birthday. I am glad that I am the age that I am now. I have no regrets about being the age that I am now. I can look back on the life that I've had and I can look forward and hope that we're going to have a better world. I hope, uh, you know, but uh, it's, uh, there, there are a lot of things that frighten me uh, about yes. carrying forward uh, things that, there's a lot of things that have gone on this past week. You and I have talked about this. This was a new moon this week. And mm -hmm. this new moon did quite a number on me. Uh, in a lot of- Oh, yeah. and, and as you know, it did a number on me too. I made a huge change in my day to night. I've been making a lot of changes myself this week. Mm -hmm. yeah, I made a huge change in my civilian daily life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In fact, we're doing our full moon show next Sunday. Yes. Not only is it a, a full beaver moon, which is also a frost moon, it's also a lunar eclipse. And that's when the earth travels between the sun <clears throat> and the moon and everything goes dark. Uh, so that's going to be a juicy show. And our friend Aaron, my friend Aaron Graylor, will be with us as well. And he's going to explain all of that. So there's a lot going on right now, planetarily and spiritually. And I think the goddess for everybody that watches the show and is involved in the show, because you and I, Richard are into this and we're sensitive and we're sensitive to other people. And we, it, you know, there's a whole other side to our daily lives as human beings. It's not just what's out there running on the ego mind. There's all of these, this other juicy, beautiful stuff in here 
and with each other that I we get to talk about on the show. And I'm so grateful. Oh, and also, yes, Mars and Jim and I. Well, Mars is in retrograde right now. I'm not going to go into it because our friend Aaron is really the uh, expert on that. But Mars is a male planet. And when Mars is in retrograde, we kind of flip over to uh, the only way I can describe it, because I'm a Venus girl, is is Venus Venus coming out in Mars's retrograde. Everything's mm-hmm. flipped over. And so this is a time that's really good for like female energy as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's coming. But I want um, to remind everybody that next Sunday, our show is at 4 p.m. Eastern time. It's an earlier show instead of a seven o'clock show uh, Eastern time as we normally do. So it's an mm-hmm. earlier show next week, everybody. So yeah, three o'clock it, central, two o'clock my time, Mountain, one o'clock in LA for, for Aaron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's now, interesting, and I pointed this out before, is that all of us in this group were spread out across the United States, which is super cool. From the east to the west coast to the north coast to the south, it's really cool. Now, both Danielle and uh, Sherry, if either of you want to weigh in on uh, Alan's comment, uh, well, Sherry is now, Mars is the planet of your defense mechanism, how you drive others crazy and your sexuality. Um, uh, Well. (laughs) Amongst other things. Mars is complicated. All the planets are complicated, let's face it. Mars is complicated. Mars is on a lot of different pages. That's all I'm going to say. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So one... Oh, <laughs> Rose says, freaking Gemini. Hey, Rosa Puzo, by the way, we, we're with you right now, honey, Bonnie. Yes, yes. Our prayers are with you, Miss Rose. We had a conversation about you earlier and just know that we're sending you energy. I won't, I won't talk about it, but, but you, 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 Rose requires some extra healing energy right now. And that's all I'm going to say. And it's legitimate. So everybody send Rose, please. You don't have to. And if you feel like it, please send Rose Apuzo some really positive healing energy. Yes. Um, yeah, well, yes. Planet of communication is Mercury. Yes, we believe me. I know about Mercury retrograde. I was born during a Mercury retrograde. So when everybody else is freaking out, I'm fine. Is everybody else is freaking out and everything else is breaking around me. I'm fine during the Mercury retrograde. What about you, Mr. Richard? Well, I mean, well, the thing is that um, retro is like it's a, it's time to rethink, to re uh, to to step back. I mean, I think of um, a, a retrograde as a yeah. time to really step back and look at where we are. Um, you know, I set my weeks based on numberology. And uh, as I do that, um, at least once a week, and I'm doing this more and more uh, as I move forward, as I go into the new year, because Mm -hmm. my goal as I go into the new year, everybody, is that my intentions and my focus and my manifestations is going to be that I'm going to be focusing more on doing more live events and getting more in tune with uh, the core values of what brought me to New York in the first place. And that's live entertainment. And so that's where my focus is going to be. I will still be doing some interviews. Uh, Kasira and I will continue to do the work we're doing. And we're also, may I tell them, Kasira? That you and I are yeah, we've got lots of things to tell, Mr. Uh, Richard. You and I are also talking about taking what we're doing here and taking it a step further and creating a masterclass, uh, which will be on the Zoom level, uh, which you all, if you're uh, inclined and want to do it, can sign up for the Zoom uh, class and come Mm -hmm. on, and it will be an interactive experience. So you will be able to interact. face to face with us instead of uh, just with uh, comments here. Uh, That is something that we are mulling around and talking about. And Mm -hmm. we would love to hear your comments and suggestions. So feel free uh, to write to either of us about that and let us know about that uh, as we start. I'd also like to start, I mean, you and I do this both and it just came, I hope it's okay for me to say this and if it's not, Richard, you just let me know. 
I'd really like some sponsors for the Let That Go show. If you'd like to sponsor the Let That Go show for a month, we will send you some goodies. We'll send you some little presents. Yeah. Um, so in other words, you will be uh, sponsoring the cost of the show. There's a little bit of a cost here. And you will also get a little uh, some goodies. You'll get something from me and Richard. By the so way. We, we've got a lot of things that are in we've the got a lot of things uh, we're mulling over. Uh, and it's only to be more... I love the um, I love the camaraderie of this group, and I always I keep saying I'm going to have a let that go page. There's a lot that goes into building a page with the privacy settings that I require. Only if you own the book and you send me a picture, a selfie of you with the book, will you get on the page. Now I'm going to make there is somebody here that's an exception because she has actually been on the show. We're we're going to talk about those people too. We're going to talk about those people uh, yet to I, I'm just I'm just mulling this over on how to make it a private experience for the let that goers. Just that's what I'm mulling over. We don't want I, I just don't want to see anybody on the planet spout spouting their opinions on what letting that go is if they're not on our page. You, you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Absolutely. Do you have a weird thing on your face, Richard? <laughs> no, I'm fine. Richard. You look like you got stung by a bee and you're an anaphylactic shock and you had to go. <laughs> no, I'm fine. What is that that you have on your face? Maybe there's Stop a bee on your camera. You had too much Botox today. Richard, no, no, no. that's scaring the hell out of me. Take that off. <laughs> what? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that just scared the hell out of me. Um, so let's let's go up to the comments. Says everybody has got a lot to say about this subject. Um. Yes, we're all loving on Rose. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> thank you, Alan, for saying it was an amazing filter. He scared the crap out of me. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> um. Um. Yeah, I don't know what is a funhouse mirror. What are you using to, for your nothing, that face? Nothing, that nothing. was so scary. Please, please don't ever do that to me again. <laughs> um, that was. I'm gonna have nightmares about that tonight. <laughs> um, I uh, so I had an experience recently in my everyday civilian job that was very upsetting, and that's when I let it go and I am transferring somewhere else. That's all I'm gonna say about it. Yet I have been, I, I feel like I have been emotionally and energetically tortured by these people for four months. And they are already ghosts of my past. I already consider them to be ghosts of my past. I have three friends from this location that are still contacting me and they really want to know how I am and they want to stay in contact with me. And interestingly, they're really young. I'm old enough to be their mother and they're really young and they do on occasion watch this show which I find interesting. They, they want to learn. They, they want, they, they are hungry to see what else is out there besides what they're presented with on a daily basis by these ego minds that treat them like crap. And I'm teaching them, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not a, it's not a night and day kind of thing, but I'm, I'm contributing to their life experience in a mm -hmm. way that I feel like they're ready to hear and in what in whatever way they can ex accept it. You know what I'm saying? Whatever mm -hmm. they can way they can take it in. It's not too much. Yet I'm just teaching them one by one about these little things. Like life does not have to be be this way. You're also turning different colors, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're on something. It's so, it's so no, I'm not. I'm just I'm I'm so pumped up about the subject. And, and I'm trying to be serious and you're turning different colors. Okay. I, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Stop. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm hung on life, Richard. Okay. I am sorry. There is I, such a thing. Okay. Stop. Okay. Thank I'm you. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Right, that's okay. Um, I want to get back to the subject of us having those memory pop-ups. Mm -hmm. of other people and what they trigger. I'd like to know what anybody else has to say about that. And if they're willing to let go of that particular person or that particular 
life experience so it doesn't pop into their head anymore. The negative experiences. Is there anybody that has something to say about that? You and I have plenty to say about it, Richard. I know, I know. There's so many things that make the stories that Richard, did you eat the gobstopper again? Maybe. Um, I did. I have Do to... not say Beetlejuice three times. I will have to end the call. I will leave the uh, studio. Say it three times and see what happens. No. Uh, um, uh, say it, Kassira. No. No. Say my name three times and see what happens. Say my name, say my name. Uh... <laughs> oh, thank you, Alan. Oh, you're so sweet. You know, uh, I had a when we were talking about bullies on our previous show. I had a memory that I didn't, uh, I totally forgot about. But during the show, I had the memory, and I didn't say anything because I was like, oh, I don't want to bring the show down. But um, I'd like to talk to you about the memory. Uh, when I was in high school, my thing was music. I was a singer, and that was my thing. I was on a drill team in junior high. I let that go when I went into high school and I became just the musical. I was in the musicals every year and musicals were really musicals and football, a really big deal in Texas, especially in Dallas. And as a sophomore, usually in our school, the junior girls and the senior kids got the leads in the musicals. That was kind of their, you know what I mean? It was a reward for being a junior or senior. When I was a sophomore, I got cast in Hello, Dolly. I got cast as Dolly Levi when I was a teenager. And our musical director, it turns out later on, I found out, as I told you before, was on the board of Dallas Center Musicals. And he wanted to prep me and groom me for that. And I didn't even know it until I was cast in Hello, Dolly with Carol Channing at Dallas Center Musicals. That, that's what he had in mind. Anyway, uh, when I was cast as the lead, when I was already doing theater with Dallas Junior Players Guild, I was pretty much, I was really disliked by junior and senior girls. They did not like me. And I lived with that energy every day. And finally, at one year, I walked out of our chorus class, and the next thing I knew, I was on the ground. Um, and I was floor. I was like, what? I, I, somebody hit me and I just went down to the ground. Wow. And all of a sudden, all my guy friends, of course, just descended on this girl who had laid me down and she and I were friends in, in middle school. I don't know what happened, but we just weren't friends. Anymore. I don't know what happened. Um, and when we went to the principal's office, she told the principal that I had become too full of myself. And which really hurt my feelings because it's the only thing I did in school. Like I wasn't on any other team or anything. I had that memory during that show we were doing hmm. about being decked in a hallway by another girl because she was jealous, basically. That hurt. You, know, you just brought up, uh, you know, years ago, I, um, there's a guy in this business. Uh, I had a roommate. Uh, and before we end tonight, Danielle, I do want to get to your comment. So, yeah, I do too. I um, do too. Yeah. Uh, gonna, uh, we are definitely going to get to your comment. Uh, mm -hmm. But um, there is someone, years ago, some of you know this, I used to perform as Carol Tanning. And yes. uh, there was a group of us that started basically at the same time. Uh, I was performing as Carol Channing. There was someone performing as uh, Judy Garland. There was someone performing as Marlena Dietrich and mm -hmm. Lauren Bacall. And there was someone performing as Barbara Streisand. And we all basically hit the ground running at the same time. It was a very interesting time that we all hit the community at the same time. And uh, we all did shows together. We all appeared at Atlantic City together. I got them jobs together. Uh, we did all these things together. And one particular person in this group had a very unique, unusual entourage that surrounded himself. And this entourage that surrounded him were a group of guys that were bitchy and catty and cutting and biting. 
And they were always elevating him to the point of demoting or putting the rest of us down, if you know what I mean. Yes, of course. I've been around those people. Yes. And so, uh, and you know, certain people, you and I have talked about this, that are in this business that are, have reached certain levels in this business. So I had a friend that, um, someone that I had met in San Francisco, uh, who was, wanted to come to New York um, to uh, pursue a career. And I told her that I didn't have a guest room in my house, but if she needed a place to stay while she was looking for a place to stay in New York, my sofa was hers. Because when I came to New York, I needed all the support I could get. So she was staying in my house. And then this other guy that produced me in San Francisco, um, uh, well, uh, they uh, went out one night. And one of the guys that was part of that entourage saw the two of them, was interested in the guy that was had produced me in San Francisco, and uh, started flirting with him in this bar. And they were sitting there, and she came out and said, well, what do you do? And he said, I write for Cabaret. And she said, oh, then you must know my friend Richard Skipper. And he said, oh, yes, he's somebody you want to avoid in this business. Oh, that is so mean. And she said, what do you mean you, uh, he's somebody you, uh, I, I don't think we're talking about the same person. Um, he, uh, um, he said, yes, he performs as Carol Channing. And uh, she said, no, I, I don't think. And he said, yes, he's somebody who will, I told you this story before. Um, he said, yeah, he's somebody who will stab you in the back. And, uh, and I, I, I called him on it the next day. I actually called him. I told you this story because I called and apologized. I said, obviously, I have said or done something that has hurt you in some way. Obviously, I had not. But this was just somebody. You, you intended to clean it up. Right. But he yeah. had said to a complete stranger that I was somebody that I was not. And there are people in this business, and I have said this over and over, and I will say this to everybody who's watching right now. Uh -huh. If anyone ever says, Richard Skipper said, fill in the blank, pick up the phone and call me and say, did you say? Uh -huh. Because I will own whatever I've said always. Uh -huh. um, I will stand behind my words. I will never lie about anyone. I will never say anything to put another person down. Um, and I, 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 the one thing that really, and talk about ghosts of the past, that will really get under my skin is a liar. Yeah. I, I, I just, it, I, it, it's the one betrayal that I just cannot stand. And, but I want to go back to um, uh, Danielle's comment. And I'm going to bring it up on uh, camera. Do you want to address it? Um, sure. Let me uh, we're, we're, uh, here show. You know, I think what qualifies me to talk about this subject and any other being open to other spiritual practices is I've practiced darn near everything. Where to come come out? I'm not seeing it in the comments. Kasira, what do you think about letting go of spiritual or magical practices? I see it. I see it. I okay. see it. Uh, it depends on you. It just depends on you. I used to run a candle shop. I used to run a botanica. I used to do, uh, I don't like, you know, I, I don't like, I, I used to be a member years and years ago of a white witch circle, which was not dark magic. It was druid. And I learned a lot about candle burning and incense. And I, in fact, used to make oils and things like of that nature and here's the thing about those practices i discovered that just how temporary they are and it's i never had a mean bone in my body as far as the work was concerned but there are a lot of people that do i let that go a long time ago i don't do that stuff anymore i have been a faithful nitrin buddhist for 34 years um the only thing i can say is that i'm really i'm really picky about the jewelry i wear I wear certain stones for me, certain stones for me and my protection and my health and things that feel good to me. Like tonight, first of all, I'm wearing a pair of earrings I made 
I call them my Reiki hand earrings. They have hands on the end. Wow. <laughs> I made these. And I'm wearing, I have a thing about Herkimer diamonds. Um, Herkimer diamonds are crystals that are millions and millions years old, years old from Herkimer, New York. So I have my pendant on and I have a ring. These are old, 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 old uh, meteorites. They're crystals that came from old meteorites that are just a zillion years old, which I feel really good on me. But as far as other magical practices, I don't do, I haven't, I haven't done candle magic in many, many, many years. I don't burn things on people. I don't, here's, here's why. Whatever we wish on another person, we get back. Mm -hmm. Period. Period. What is the word? Boomerang. Boomerang. So when I, I have recently handed over several people to the, when, when I, when there's people in my environment that are nasty to me, which I've just put up with for four months uh, or, you know, um, I, I, I report, I follow the protocols. I probably, I follow the human rules of engagement. And if nothing happens, I then hand, when I'm chanting, my Buddhist chant, I hand them over to the universe and I say, I'm done. I'm done. Do with them what you will. Bye-bye. I'm done. No more prayers for this person's anything. In Buddhism, we do chant for people's happiness. And guess what? So a lot of times it don't work. Why? Because their happiness is hurting other people. I'm just going to say it right now. I, You'd think that other people would be willing to be nice to other people because they are absolutely happy. They're not. They're not absolutely happy. They're relatively happy in the moment. They're happy with something they just ate. They're happy with something they just bought. They're happy with, you know, but they're not happy within themselves. We cannot make anybody else happy. It's up to them. It's up to us to make ourselves happy because we're the only person that can raise our life condition on a more permanent level. Mm -hmm. Sure. Somebody takes us out to dinner and drinks. Yeah. We're our life condition is raised for what? One, two hours. And then when it wears off, we're back to ourselves. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We can go see something entertaining. Yet if we're not absolutely happy, we're going to be unhappy when it's over. It's all about us. And you, you accused me of being on something originally. I chanted today. I'm in a high life condition. I'm talking about you. You thought that there was something uh, wrong with my filter tonight, like that you. Don't. Oh no, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Richard. Oh, shut up, Richard. Shut up. Oh, and now you're a yawning kitty. Oh, thank you for making me laugh. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh my gosh! Stop! Oh, what's that? I don't know what I did. I can't get back. Uh huh. Now it's a cat. Now it's a cat on LSD. What are you doing? I, I'm trying to get back to you. Am <laughs> am. I'm serious. Come way back. Come way back. Come way back to I you. I swear, I have never. That's never happened before. Uh, I'm sure. No, I'm serious. I've never. I've never. That's never happened. Look now. Look, I've got one more for you. Now look at this so one. <laughs> oh my god! You look like Liberace on major acid. That's Liberace on like major mind-blowing drugs. That's oh, what that last just like. night I watched this movie uh, called Bros. Have you heard about it? It's what? What's it's it called? Bros. No. And it's a new uh, gay rom-com. And oh. uh, yes. And uh, so uh, uh, Sherry, this is our Halloween special. So, uh, uh, and so last night, uh, it, you know, and so this guy opens an LGBTQ museum and this little boy says, thank you for teaching us about Liberace. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, <laughs> here's the thing we're talking about serious stuff but you know what we gotta laugh man yeah you gotta laugh you got oh, yeah. to laugh i know i know we, that's that's we, it's good for our souls it's good for your it's good for all of your energetic bodies to laugh together it really is we we we've got to have more of it i think yes we gotta have more of it so yeah. tonight was all about us uh yes we, uh, we gotta laugh tonight laugh Laugh, 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 laugh. 
But, yeah. uh, you know, and I love this one. This is me, you know. I think we're getting better and better because you and I love each other. And we could, listen, I told I Richard, I told Richard after last week, good thing we're both talkers because we just have, we just have something to talk about all the time. We're, you will never be bored with us. You will never be bored. <laughs> and I want to tell this- you, I am having so much fun writing this show. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to be on stage again, everybody. I yeah. am uh, just, just wait. You ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> you ain't seen nothing yet. Okay. But, we should write a song called "You Ain't yeah. Seen Nothing Yet." Okay. You ain't seen nothing yet. Mm-hmm. You ain't you ain't seen nothing yet. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't think we should do. I think we should end on a happy note. I'm not going to do a serious meditation tonight. I'm not going to do it. I well, think we need to. I think I think we should do. Uh, uh, what? Uh, Let's see. Uh, I think we should include everybody else, and we should uh, we we should say trick or treat, and we can let everybody who's watching in our remaining minutes ask us a question that they would sure. like to ask either you or me. Well, Danielle asked a really Danielle. I think we're sisters from different misters from different lifetimes because we're on the same page. And I love your question. I love that you asked me that question about old practices because um, some of us who are in this metaphysical world have practiced lots of other things. I've practiced uh, dozens of things and I, and I keep coming back to what I practice now. I'm a, what do you call it? Spiritually brave, spiritually curious. And the only thing I've never looked into and I have no interest is Satanism. No interest in it at all. Mm -hmm. It's not my page. Uh, I have practiced several denominations of Christianity through my life because of all the people I've been raised with. I'm actually a member of the Unity Church in Dallas, although I'm not there now. Yet um, I find the Unity people to be really cool. Um, But thank you, Danielle, for asking that question. And there's pretty much not a whole lot Richard and I won't answer. Right, Richard? That's right. So tonight, if any of you have a question for either Kassira or myself Mm -hmm. uh, in our remaining minutes, uh, now's the time to ask. Trick or treat? Uh, Mm -hmm. That's the choice. Now, if you ask me to juggle, you're on your own. I do not juggle. Although the name of my show is Plate Spinners, Jugglers, and... Yes, well, then you can juggle. Okay. Yes. Then you can juggle. Yes. Because, and I'll tell you why, for those of you who do not know, mm-hmm. Donald Smith, who created the cabaret convention, when he was asked if Richard Skipper was going to be in the cabaret convention, he said, and I quote, my dear, if we have people like Richard Skipper in the cabaret convention, what's next? Plate spinners and jugglers? Woohoo! <laughs> well, then in my case, it'd be strippers. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm, uh, I'm kidding. Tommy, I'm kidding. I'm uh, kidding. Tommy says your hair is adorable. Love Thank how, you, darling. Um, love how Leslie Jordan breathed refreshed oh. air, life into hymns. I want to tell you the other. I am. Night- a, I have. I have his last autographed copy of a book. I bought it. I have an autographed po- copy of his last book. He. I, he was everything to me. I. I don't even. I. I don't think I can discuss what happened because I'm so shocked uh he was delightful and i followed him and watched all his cuckoo videos on you know social media they were hysterical one of my favorites is him dressed as a cowboy trying to watch down a ha- walk down a hallway in really butch way <laughs> it's so funny. So, it was so funny i loved him barbara george wants to know what song would be your life's theme song at first i was afraid I was petrified, kept thinking I could never live without you by my side. And then I spent so many nights trying to do something with myself, and I'll go strong. And I grew how to get along. I, I, it's, I will survive, probably. Probably I will survive, and or I do is, survive. And I, and I, or anything recorded by Beyonce. Okay, go ahead. I love it. Mine is Moon River. Okay. Oh, that song makes me cry every time I hear Mine it. Me too. I cry every time oh I hear it. Oh my God. I don't know. What is it about that song? It was. It what is the, it about Moon River? His voice was so beautiful, by the way. It won the Academy Award the year I was born. Oh. And uh, so uh, you were born in 61 as well, weren't you? 
Baby, yes, we're the same age. You're just yes. you're a few months old. You're a few months old. You're an Aquarius, and I'm, a I'm an Aquarius. So mm -hmm. uh, it won the Academy Award the year we were born. And my grandmother always said to me that every time I hear that song, she is near me. So mm -hmm. every time I hear that song, I begin to cry. So mm -hmm. on that note. We will be back with the full moon next Sunday. Woohoo! By full moon, we do not mean we're going to be flashing your butts. No. <laughs> no. no we're going to be here. So, Kasira, before I go. Yes, uh, wait a minute. Natasha, yes, she was on The Masked Singer, and I saw it. And you know what? The moment she opened her mouth, I said, that is her. That is her. I knew it was her. I should be a guest on The Masked Singer. If only I, I were a bigger star. I'd love to. I would I'd be a fabulous happen. judge on the guest. So and also, Natasha, didn't Natasha just post a picture of her with the book? Yes, she did. Yes, thank you, Natasha. Thank, thank you, darling. You. And yeah. uh, one more before we go. Oh, they said, what kind of a duet would you and I sing? Wherever what would you and I sing go, as a duet? No, no, I don't think so. I don't think. Oh, you think? Okay. Well, we can sing anything. Uh I would, I would say, I said, I would think we're just two little girls from Little Rock, but that's just me. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay? We're just two little, little girls from Little Rock. Little Rock. <laughs> oh my God. That is so <laughs> I love you. I will see you I next week. I love you more. Week. I love you more. We'll see you next week. Good we love y'all. We'll see you next week. And let, okay. let us know who, who wants to sponsor the show next week. We'll send you some goodies. Okay. Yeah, and you can be on the show great. too. Yeah. Okay, bye. I love that. Okay. Bye, y'all. Goodbye. And Kisses. thank you, Aaron Caleb, for sponsoring yes. this week. Thank you. Yes. Thank Goodbye. you, Aaron. Thank you. Yes, Goodbye. yes, yes, yes. I'll see you next Sunday, right? That means so. I love you. And I love you more. I'm married. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye, everybody.